Planet Japan, Episode 7 for July 17th, 2005. In today's show, we'll learn about the ghost that lives in every elementary school bathroom in Japan. We'll also find out why school principals deserve hazard pay. And of course, as always, the Planet Japan dancers will excite the senses. Stay tuned. Get ready. ready. Get your your seatbelts fastened. You're about ready to land on the planet Japan with Amy and Doug. So you want to hear a joke? Sure. Why did Michael Jackson go to the department store? I don't know. Why did Michael Jackson go to the department store? Because boys' pants were half off. Da 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 da. You know, I wonder if uh, now that he's been acquitted, mm-hmm. if there's some, if we should maybe have a moratorium on Michael Jackson jokes. What do you think? Well, we should anyway. You think so? Just in general, the guy just doesn't deserve any more attention. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. He's almost as bad as that runaway bride. <laughs> oh, the runaway bride. Yeah. Don't get me started. Yeah. Actually, go ahead. Get me started. <laughs> Before I get started. Let's just say welcome to everybody. Welcome back to Planet Japan, episode number seven already. Can you believe it? Episode number seven. I'm Douglas. And I'm Amy Chavez. And this is the most popular podcast in the world, Planet Japan. According to the latest survey, Planet Japan now has 10 million listeners (laughs) worldwide. I thought it was 11 million. More than any other podcast in the world. So congratulations to us. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Moo. <laughs> yeah, you said something about the runaway bride. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of you probably already know this story, but it's about this crazy woman in the U.S. who um, was going to get married, and she ran away because she freaked out. She didn't want to get married. Exactly. At the last minute. The pro- only problem was she didn't tell anybody, and everybody assumed she had been kidnapped or murdered or whatever. So they spent days and days looking for her, spent huge amounts of money, the resources of the police department and the sheriff's department, and then suddenly she shows up in New Mexico and says, uh, I've been kidnapped. They kidnapped me. These guys, these Hispanic guys, they kidnapped me and they cut my hair off. And so the police asked her a couple of questions and she goes, okay, I was lying. I was just, that wasn't oh, really true. Mm. I just ran away. Okay, fine. So the cable network devotes hours and hours and hours Mm -hmm. to covering this silly story. And it is a silly story. It's a ridiculous story. This thing, I mean, yeah. It was ridiculous to put this much effort into it. But that's not really what's annoying me. Mm -hmm. What's annoying me now is that the TV networks and the publishing companies are going to pay this woman a million dollars to tell the story of how stupid she was. A million dollars? A million dollars. In Monopoly money? In real American money. You're kidding. She's going to be a millionaire. Are they going to do a movie or something? They're going to make a movie, write a book. That's ridiculous. It's just unbelievable. It should be a lot harder to make a million dollars. You would think. And you should not be rewarded, even even with one dollar, for doing something that, you know, caused so much trouble for so many people. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what, like... I can imagine doing some other things and getting a million dollars. Well, if she like can do it, I don't know why, stupid. why we couldn't do it. There right. must be some way to make a million dollars. What would you do, Doug? You know, I was thinking about it. I thought maybe if I just uh, went streaking mm-hmm. through, <laughs> through City Hall. 
Right here in Okayama City. Right. <laughs> Big guy jeans streaking through City Hall. Yeah. This is good. Exactly. I can see the movie, mm-hmm. you know, prospects here. Because I'd be sure to be arrested, mm-hmm. thrown in jail, mm-hmm. be on the newspaper, in the newspapers, magazines, right? Yeah. And, lots of publicity. You know, I probably wouldn't have to stay in jail too long. But then, you know, I could sign over the rights to a book and a movie, and I'd be rich. Yeah, well, you'd have to streak a little bit longer than that to make a movie or a book, I would think. The Runaway Bride, come on, she had a few days, you know, on the run. Mm. So you need a few days on the run streaking. Maybe you could streak through all of Japan or something. Yeah, I could be like a streaking Mm. marathon. Yeah, there you go. From one end of Japan to the other. Actually, there is a couple who are running naked, I think, across uh, England. Oh, there is not. Yeah, I saw it in the paper. You're just making that up. No. You could join them. <laughs> then they'd get real publicity with you there. They're they're running naked through England. Uh-huh. For mm-hmm. what reason? Oh, just, you know, to say they did it. Maybe they're trying to make a million bucks uh-huh. or 500,000 each. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I might have to rethink this whole idea, but mm-hmm. but it's just it just Isn't that annoying though? That people can do stupid things and get paid so much money a for million it. Million dollars. Yeah. Gee. Oh, well. Mm. Shogunai. Hey, I am waiting for the the book on the Michael... Oops, we're not allowed to talk oh, about Michael Jackson, are we? Oh, you've broken the moratorium. Ah! On um, the Michael Jackson case, yeah. I imagine that woman, the mother of the, the boy who lost the case, right. I'm waiting for her book to come out. Well, she'll, she'll figure out some way to make some I'm money. I'm sure she will. Yeah. I'm sure she has a lot to say. I think she probably bucks. single-handedly sunk the case for the prosecution. With her testimony. Mm. Yeah, I guess she was a little off the wall. Right. Yeah. Mm. The publishers will love it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, um, I'm almost finished with my teaching job. You mean finished permanently or for the summer? Yeah, it was just a three-month uh, oh, really? gig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be finished. This is the junior high school? The junior high and the elementary. Oh, and elementary. I kind of alternate. Mm-hmm. So next week is my last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, sleeping in a little past 6 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, next week I'll be, I'll be finished. And actually, the job itself is kind of fun. I've, I've been having a good time out there. And the people I'm working with are great. Uh, the principal of the junior high, he's an interesting character. He came up to me the other day and he said, uh, Douglas, do you know why I eat my lunch before the other teachers eat their lunches? And I said, uh, is it because you're the most important man in the building? And he said, no, that's not the reason. Is it because he's hungry first? I thought that too. I thought, I said, you must be the hungriest guy here. Mm-hmm. He said, no, that's not it. Mm-hmm. Said, 30 minutes earlier, right? Well, no, actually, it's only 10 or 15. Actually, I eat oh, really? uh-huh. right after. As soon as he takes a bite, I take a bite. I see. I'm always number two. Oh, I see. So why yeah. is it that he eats first? Well, he said, the real reason I eat first is because I'm testing the food to make sure there's no poison in it. <laughs> and I laughed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just like you did. Because I thought he was making a joke. And he but wasn't? He wasn't laughing. Oh. Yeah. I found out the next day from a teacher that, indeed, not only this principal, but other principals across Japan have now added this duty to their job description, that they are the poison testers of the school lunch program. Now, where would this have come from? Uh, I guess a few years ago, some some crazy kid put some poison into a school lunch program somewhere, and oh. a bunch of kids got sick, and so now the principal is the 
poison tester. Wow, that's almost a bit tempting, I would imagine, for kids to poison the principal. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to put any, any ideas into people's right, right. heads no, no, you did not hear that here no, on no. Planet Japan. But you would think that uh, the principal should get a little extra money for kind of you know that kind of hazard duty. Right, right, danger yeah. on the job, right. So it's interesting, though. The teachers just kind of stand around and, mm-hmm. and watch him to see if he's going to drop, drop dead or not. You know, this being Japan, he should get some extra money for that. Did you know that the self-defense forces who went to Iraq get an extra 20,000 yen per day? Do you know how much the Americans get for being in Iraq, the soldiers? No, I don't. They get an extra $100 a month. Wow. Seriously. Japan, Japanese I heard that are getting straight from the source, from Vicky, who is a Japan light reader. Ah. Japanese mm-hmm. soldiers get $200 a day. A day. Extra? Extra for oh. going to Iraq. Wow. So I think that, you know, really being a school principal and tempting those kids like that to poison you is really a dangerous job and deserves at least, exactly. you know, an extra... 10,000 yen a day. You would think. Mm-hmm. And there are some crazy kids in, <laughs> in Japan. You know, it's really, they're getting crazier all the time. They're beginning to act like American students exactly. now. There Very was that, scary. that boy uh, a couple of weeks ago who threw a homemade bomb into a classroom mm-hmm. and blew mm-hmm. the place up. Mm-hmm. Nobody, I guess nobody was seriously injured. but Yeah. Yeah, and bullying is getting worse. Bullying, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a problem in Japan. Hey, you know what? Speaking of bullying, yes. <laughs> have you have you heard this urban legend about toire no hanako-san? No, I haven't. What is that about? So, toilet hanako-san. Toilet hanako-san. Mm-hmm. Uh, hanako-san is this ghost, and she lives in the fourth stall of the girls' toilet in elementary schools, and yeah. all of the elementary schools. She gets around. She does. Yeah. And apparently, you know... The legend has it that she uh, had committed suicide after being bullied. And now she lives in the toilet and she torments girls who go to the bathroom in elementary school. So girls are afraid to go to the bathroom now? They are, yeah. yeah. And this, I don't know how long this has been going on, but you talk to any elementary school girl and she'll tell you about Tore no Hanako-san. Everybody knows about Mm Hanako-san. Yeah. And she's the ghost of a girl who who committed suicide. Apparently. Because she was bullied. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty strange. Yeah. I have heard that bullying in Japan is, is a pretty big problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems that the teachers really don't do enough about it. And so um, it's a lot of verbal bullying. Mm. Um, and so they, they really say harsh things to the yeah. kids. And then they don't want to go to school. And that's one reason why so many kids um, aren't going to school now. They want to stay home. And I guess there are quite a number of kids who are actually committing suicide, which is pretty shocking. That's right. In Japan, an awful lot of kids commit suicide, which, you know, goes to show you how much stress they're under in school. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I was in school, I don't recall being bullied, but Mm -hmm. I was taunted. Right. I believe I was taunted a few times. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we do have uh, bullying in America, of course, but it seems to be a little more physical, maybe. Mm. This is really, yeah, they really say things like, oh, you should die and Mm. things like that to kids, which is really horrible. Yeah. We had kids that used to steal steal lunch money. Oh, yeah, yeah, they extortion. Yeah, give me give me your money or I'll I'll smack you. They do that in Japan too. Yeah. Really. Mm Mhm. Yeah. Except that usually they often extort even more than lunch money. They tell the kids they have to bring, you know, like $100 the next day. So the kids go home and tell yeah. their parents that 
No, well, they're usually embarrassed. And so, so they just try to come up with the money somehow by stealing from their parents or something. Wow. Yeah. They don't tell their parents. They just steal the money. Well, no, because the bullier, the bulliers <laughs> are yeah. saying, you know, don't tell anyone or we'll, you know, kill you. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a big problem. That's amazing. Yeah. Hey, Doug. Yeah. Is it time for cow tails? Uh, no, not yet. Hang on a second. Uh, two, uh, two seconds. Two seconds. Aww. One second. Okay, go. Okay, this is a story about cows. Yeah, what happened? And this one takes place in Salzburg, Austria. Ah, it's a big cow country. It is. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And um, this uh, family was having a picnic on the slopes above Salzburg. Ah. And they were crossing the meadow to go home. Sounds like the sound of music. <laughs> yeah, with cows. The sound of cows. The hills are alive with the sound. And on their way home, one of the child, one of the children, (laughs) stopped to pet one of the baby cows that was just, you know, hanging out and grazing in the pasture. Mm -hmm. Well, within seconds, a whole herd of cows started charging the family and, yeah, butting them across the meadow. Ouch. Yeah. They just attacked them. They did. Because she was petting the baby. That's right. Yeah. Wow. So the moral of the story is never pet baby cows in a field no. in Salzburg, Austria. Stay away from the cows if you're going to have a picnic in the field. That's right. You don't want to have a picnic in a field where there are cows anyway because there are cow turds all over the place. <laughs> cow piles. <laughs> piles. I love that word, yeah. Yeah. Cow piles. They're, they're big piles. <laughs> yeah, piles. Tur- turd is kind of small, you know, oh. like a mouse turd. So a pile is like a mountain of turds. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a mountain, all right. Yeah, yeah, it almost kind of looks like lava. Yeah, whatever it is, it's it's unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to be having a picnic. Well, actually, there are. Um, I mean, the bulls are the dangerous ones, and that's the thing. Mm. You never know when the bulls are going. You know which ones are bulls, and if they're going to like attack you. Mm. Yeah. But in this case, it was just a case of the mother being kind of protective of her. Baby. Perhaps, but you know, forty cows. All joined in yeah, yeah, to assist her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of scary. You know, it reminds me of cows with guns. Exactly. Well, it's, you know, it's kind of good that cows are standing up for themselves. That's true. They've been pushed around a lot. No more picnics in our pastures. That's right. What else is in the news? Oh, this uh, giant popsicle melted in New York City. Wasn't that amazing? That was fun. That was just, you know, I couldn't help but when reading that thinking, you know, this never would have happened in Japan. Because they would have been so efficient about it, the yeah. whole thing. They would have had, like, years and years of planning and diagrams mm-hmm. and temperature controls. And they would have had, you know, all the the preliminary checks. And they would, you know, have one time to put up the popsicle and stuff to make sure it worked <laughs> right. And then they would have had, you know, the ceremony. And uh-huh. everything would have gone like clockwork. And you would have had the world's largest popsicle It would have been up. perfect. It would have been a masterpiece. That's right. But they didn't do that here. They did it in America. And what they happened? Didn't. Well, they they thought they would set a record for the world's biggest popsicle, Mm -hmm. and they decided it would be a good idea to do it on the hottest day of the year. (laughs) So they uh, they tried to put up this giant popsicle, and it just started melting and flooded the entire city of New York. Not the entire city. Come on, Times Square. Thousands of people were killed and drowned (laughs) in the popsicle stuff. No, but people Mush. did get a sticky feet, that's for sure, yeah. in Times Square. And they had to swim and tried to swim in the sky. Oh, they did not. Come on, cars, come on, come on. Cars were going a down A tsunami, a popsicle tsunami. 
exactly. A popsicle tsunami. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I don't know, it showed a little lack of pre-planning, probably. Indeed. Well, it, they said that they had uh, trucked the popsicle in yeah. the day before in refrigerated trucks. And, you know, knowing America, I can just imagine the guys who were uh, trucking those popsicles, you know. They were probably kind of off getting high or something. Yeah. and. Those wacky like, teamsters. Oh, did you remember to close the fridge door mm-hmm. on that on that car? Mm-hmm. And I think that something like that probably happened. But I think there's probably a movie in this. This sounds yeah. like a good horror movie. Like the Blob. Remember the Blob? Oh, the Blob. Yeah. yeah the the popsicle yeah. crisis. That's a bad bad title. The popsicle <laughs> crisis. No. <laughs> <laughs> popsicle tsunami. Uh, we'll have to work on a title for it. Yeah. But it. Yeah, what a great horror movie that would be. Yeah. yeah. You know, speaking of horror movies, that uh, uh, I heard that the uh, Toilet Girl, mm-hmm. what's her name? Hanako-san. Mm-hmm. They made a movie out of that. Oh, right. I haven't seen it, but um, uh-huh. Japanese filmmakers are very good at making horror movies, and they do them in kind of a different style than American mm-hmm. horror, maker, horror film. And how's that? Um, I think... Japanese horror filmmakers concentrate more on just um, objects that are evil. Right. Yeah. Whereas in American horror movies, it's there's some kind of evil person or oh something, somebody driving something. So what would be evil then in a Japanese horror film? Well, I just saw a great movie called uh, The Grudge. Mm-hmm. In Japanese? Uh, well, it was a Japanese movie originally, and then it was remade as an American movie in mm-hmm. English. Okay. But it was made by the same Japanese director who had made the Japanese movie. It was identical to the Japanese movie, except with English actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called The Grudge, and it's about this house that has a grudge against anybody who goes inside of it. Oh, house. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And stylistically, it's just uh, very unique in the way it's, it's done and portrayed. And it'll make you jump a couple times. Mm. Yeah. Sounds horrible. It's great. I highly recommend The Grudge. The Grudge. Also, The Ring is very... Uh, that was another Japanese movie mm-hmm. that was made into an American horror movie. Mm-hmm. It's very scary. Is it? The premise is that um, that if you watch a video, a certain video, whenever whoever watches the video, as soon as the video is finished, the phone rings and you answer it. And a voice on the other end says, you will die in seven days. Oh. And sure enough. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if I like that one. Yeah. I would not rent that particular video at the shop, at the rental shop, mm. if I were you. No, I mean, no, the, you should rent the ring. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Rent the ring. Don't rent the movie that's in the ring. I see, I see. Okay. I get it now. I want to clarify that. All right. Okay. Okay, once again, it's time for... Kanji Audio Mnemonics with Amy. Take Yay, it away. Mom. Okay. Today's kanji is the character for older brother. Now, imagine a mouth. You've already learned mouth. We it's learned just mouth. a square. Mm-hmm. Right? And all older brothers have very big mouths. Right? I am an older brother. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so I this is basically the kanji for Doug DeLong. Right. You've got a big mouth, mm-hmm. and the mouth has legs. 
A mouth with legs. That's right. Yeah. Which is, you know, pretty much an older brother. He's just all mouth. A walking mouth. Yeah. Now, these legs are a little different from the legs um, for the kanji for person. When mm-hmm. we had the, the walking man with no, mm-hmm. with no arms and no head. These legs are more stylish. Mm-hmm. But they come from the same legs as the, the man with no arms and, mm-hmm. and head. And um, so one just, the, the back leg just goes out normally, as it does in the kanji for men. Okay. And then the front one, though, goes out and kind of curls up in the front, like the Wicked Witch of the West, her uh, shoes up there. Right. Yeah. I remember that. And um, the pronunciation for this uh, kanji, um, there are two main, two main pronunciations. One is K, and one is Ani. And that's our kanji mnemonics for the day. Okay. The walking mouth. That's right. The walking big mouth, big I mouth. emphasize. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kind of looks like a walking television also. Yeah, if the mouth was a TV. <laughs> sure. Now, don't forget, uh, you can see these kanji if you go over to the blog. Mm-hmm. I'll post uh, a picture of the kanji. Great. In the show notes. Yeah, and then you can really see what it looks like <laughs> rather yeah. than leaving it to my imagination. Exactly. Right. Now, don't forget, if you have any comments, we love to get email from people. And, and we also would like people to send us their music. Right. Yeah, let's feature some great yeah. music. We'd love to hear some, especially Japanese music, but really anybody's welcome to send us their music. You can send that to planetjapan05 at yahoo.com. And, of course, our website is at planetjapan.org. You can go there and download uh, any program from there, or you can go to the blog and download the programs from there. And another thing we would like to hear, too, is uh, international haiku. If anyone has um, some haiku they'd like us to read over the air, mm-hmm. we would love to do that. Haiku that people have written. In English. In English, mm-hmm. and they can send it to us, and we will actually read it. We will. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we could have some kind of haiku contest. Yeah, that would be really nice, eh? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fine. Mm. Do you have any haiku that you've written? I don't that I've written, but I have uh, some that a friend of mine has written. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me ask him and see if he'll let me uh, do some of those on the okay. air. Now, yeah. these can be either serious or funny haiku? Sure, anything. Anything and is good. These haiku that he wrote were actually inspired by Shiraishi Island, uh-huh. where I live. Not now, the Moo Bar. <laughs> he no. wasn't that drunk. Oh, okay. But they, they're pretty nice. They're now, lovely. technically, uh, haiku should be related to something about the seasons. Is that right? Well, it could be. Not necessarily. But Isn't that what an, traditional haiku is? I believe so. Okay, so don't uh, forget that you can uh, show your love for Planet Japan over at podcastalley.com. Just go there and, um, or actually, just go to our website, planetjapan.org, and there's a link right there on the page where you can quickly and easily vote for Planet Japan. Yeah, podcasting's the next big thing, and you're already a part of it, so That's we're right. happy. Tell your friends about Planet Japan. Yeah, you can learn a lot about Japan and have fun while you're at it. That's right. And uh, as one of our reviewers has noted, he thanked us for wasting his time. And, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone, don't forget that July 15th is Cow Appreciation Day. Ah. So everyone give a little moo. On July 15th. This is a Japanese day? No, it's an American day. Ah. Yeah. You know, we make all kinds of holidays. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, do people give presents to cows on this day? They probably should, but mm-hmm. I imagine most people are too cheap to do that, and yeah. they probably just eat them instead. What would you give to a cow? What's a good present? A cowbell. A cowbell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Maybe a, yeah, one of those brand new shiny ones. Yeah, well, there are all kinds of different cowbells, actually. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, when I uh, travel, mm-hmm. I always pick up a cowbell because someday oh. I would like to have a pet cow. <laughs> well, like one of those Dexter cows. Exactly. Okay. The Dexter you wanna, cows. You want to talk about those next time? Yeah, I'll introduce the Dexter cow for cow tales. How's that? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you were telling me about these little tiny cows. Miniature cows, yeah. Yeah, we're going to learn more about those next week. Yep, they make great pets, so... Get your cow now. That's right. And get a cowbell. Mm-hmm. So you have like a whole collection of cowbells? I'm starting a collection. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Anything um, real special going on at the Moo Bar that people should know about? Well, on uh, July 15th, which is Cow Appreciation Day, we are selling Moo Margaritas. Ooh, that sounds good. At a special price. Okay. And um, we're just going to be having a general mooing good time, and I might even wear my cow costume. So right now you're you're trying to be open every day, but it's kind of weather permitting? No, we're open every day, unless there's a big downpour. Okay. And in that case, everyone's just going to get wet. Okay. So. And how many, are you getting like big crowds of people now, these days? Well, that's a good question, because we haven't been open yet, Doug. Ah. I see. <laughs> You're projecting big crowds of people. <laughs> Usually on weekends we get big crowds of people. Okay, mm-hmm. but during the week it's a little quieter. Uh, yeah, it's much quieter. Except once the uh, sc- the school kids get out mm-hmm. for summer break, which is around mid July, mm-hmm. then every day is busy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, sounds exciting. It Summer is, is here. Come out to the Moo Bar. Shirashi is a beautiful place. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great place. Moo. Okay, we're going to head on out of here. We got places to go, people to see, things to do, or maybe not. <laughs> but we are saying goodbye. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for your support of Planet Japan. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you. Sayonara. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>